But so, how how did what you studied prepare you to become a CEO? I'm, I I think you have now three thousand and three hundred or even more employees. No, we have three thousand two hundred people. We have two point four billion dollars in the bank. Right. We make hundreds of millions a year. Uh, and yeah, I, I was the, that's a nice Swiss way. Yes, I was the least qualified person on the planet <laughs> to be running this company, but my co-founder asked me to, and then I, for reasons that you know none of us actually understand, but hopefully under, understands. And it turns out, look, I'm very, I the 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 act, I there's preparation. Like my parents are very difficult, classically exceedingly smart people, the kind of people who could be professors here. Um, and actually would have done much better in Switzerland. It would have been professors, uh, or my dad is, my mom would have been uh, in Switzerland just because it, you know, the, their, their personality structure is ideal for this culture. Um, and um, so I was used to managing, but they're not operationally operational. So I was already began with, like managing high IQ people who are difficult since I was a little kid. <laughs> And uh, that was my job as a child to manage my parents, and uh, and then uh, and I have a facility for this, and now I and I, you know, have done granular philosophy, so it does map Germanic philosophy does map to Java in a weird way. Or people who are thinking in Java are very similar to people who are thinking in Lumon, uh, and then honestly, the cross cultural upbringing. It, we have an international business. And we do business all over the globe, although only not in Russia or China, um, and uh, and so that helps. And uh, and I've had I have in my in all modesty I've had a couple ideas that I think are way ahead of their time. Uh, the PG product was at least ten years ahead of its time. The anti-terror product you referenced, mm -hmm. the Foundry product, which powered a lot of COVID distribution in the world, not in Switzerland but in England and America at scale, and saved probably hundreds and hundreds, if not millions, of lives. Uh, the anti-terror work that's been done in Europe, which I believe is one of the main reasons why people aren't goose-stepping across Europe, because, you know, my left-wing friends hate our work sometimes, and I tell them, yeah, but if all the terror attacks had happened that Palantir helped to prevent, you would have no left-wing movement. So I believe I'm actually powering the left-wing movement while you're powering the right-wing movement. You, and, uh, Alex, you said our technology has saved and cost lives. Yes. We we've we've saved and taken lives. Palantir has, and that's that. We do not want people at Palantir who are purely focused on the fact that there are some terrorists who are not here. We we do not hire. We do not lie internally about what we do, or even externally, which is makes us very differentiated in the valley. Um, and we our software is used for taking lives. Some people do not want to be involved in a company that has done that. That's. I, I like believers, even and especially when they disagree. Uh, the software has also been used to save many lives, uh, probably the most lives during COVID, but also on the battlefield uh, across Western societies. And again, in my, I made it as kind of a joke, but I think in a weird way, you're often oppositionally positioned to the politics you support. And very often, people who are on the left are actually powering people on the right. People on the right are powering the left. If you are in the business of protecting data, i.e. GDPR compliant use of anti-terror product in, in Europe and you stop terror attacks, you're de facto uh, hurting the far right. And so I, I think we've also, in my humble, somewhat progressive perspective, I think we've also saved uh, some democracies across the world because of that. No, you're a progressive, you said, and uh, I think your parents were also very left-leaning activists. 
Mm. What would I think about your company? Do you discuss it with them? Or well, I or mean, first of all, I'm, I'm, I'm not an academic, so I'm at the small table. So you, <laughs> I get to look up at the big table where the academics get to talk. Uh, <laughs> journalists, by the way, you'd be very popular. They'd rather have, you should be adopted in my family. <laughs> they, they, they wished I would have been you, know, an economist who go works at the NZZ, but, um, uh, which I read regularly. I've explained why. But um, in any case, um, uh, yeah, no, look, there was mostly, look, they, first of all, you have to start with the fact that they really would have preferred an academic or an artist or a journalist or maybe a teacher or go pretty far down the list till you get to business person. Mm -hmm. So that's, uh, that's the main area of, you know, disagreement. Um, uh, yes, we've had hard discussions, um, uh, primarily around uh, the use of Palantir during ICE, primarily when Trump was president. I don't remind them, but I, I think it's worthy of note that that debate seems to only exist when, uh, you know, there's a Republican in office. I, I believe in politics independent of party, so, but I think that's a somewhat naive perspective in America. Um, I believe we are visit überzeugungstäter, and that's like I am. I, I actually believe in what we're doing, and you know you have to defend that. And now their love for me is greater than their disagreement on certain issues. But suffice it to say, there have been you know hard discussions, not primarily with them, but with family members around them. Uh, and you know it. It's like, but I'm a, I'm a belief, we are a belief actor. And if you believe, you have to accept people are not going to believe. Now, uh, could you convince them? And, and the other question, in the Silicon Valley, you, your company now is based in Denver, as far as I know. Yeah. So um, you were not very happy with uh, the other people in the Silicon Valley. You think uh, they are on the wrong side, no? Uh, what, what happened there? What well, I actually think they're on no side. I think they're on their own side. That's my main critique. They're sophists pretending to be believers. We're, we're believers who want to be left alone to do what we believe is important work. But, um, you know, I think convincing people is quite hard. Um, first of all, I don't believe you can convince people. I think they can convince themselves, which is why, like, a lot of times internally people are angry. They're like, but you didn't plug Palantir at that event. Yeah, but... It's like, I'm, I mean, that like you're not buying the used car from that guy on the corner either, right? It's like people will be convinced or they're not, and especially in, in Switzerland. You know, it's like people need to – you can provide people with the methodology you're using. They can look at your methodology. Then they can look at the facts for themselves. By the way, again, that's actually why I like the NSAT set because you guys have a methodology. It's de facto kind of facts first methodology. It's very rare. Unfortunately, only people who can read German can read it. Um, and then, you know, you can decide for yourself somewhat. And then there's that that's not a way most people are doing things nowadays, but it is the way I believe you should do them. Um, uh, I, I think convincing people of something is also hard because mostly, you know, I look, I spent half my life reading psychologists. So I think there's a primary process which is your subconscious, which informs your uh, secondary process. And I don't think it's easy to, con to really it, it be in dialogue with the primary process, A. B, a lot of times people aren't even that convinced about what they're saying. They're convinced that their friends agree with what they're saying. De facto, you're not going to convince them even if you convince them. But what you can do is say, this is why I believe it, this is what I'm doing, and this is why I'm going to do it. Silicon Valley, yeah, I'm, I think most people, there's, 
There's a long version I'll skip, but we're in the second phase of Silicon Valley. And the second phase of Silicon Valley is I win, you lose, and I tell you I care. I don't believe it. Most people don't believe it. That's not the business we're in. We're in the first phase of Silicon Valley, which is building technology primarily for governments, making them dual use. The dual use thing powered uh, the um, uh, advancements in technology. Uh, there's an underlying disagreement between me and many people who agree with me. It, or disagree with me in America, but in general, in America, more so than other places, people believe that democracy is ipso facto uh, the way in which people will come to organize themselves. I believe democracy is the best organizational system, but to get it to, to convince people it's the best, it has to continually deliver value. And that most people are interested in the value creation democracy creates more than democracy itself. And if you neglect the value creation, over time you will end up with no democracy. Now many people in America and across the world disagree with that. I wish they were right. I'm pretty certain that that is very naive and, and I would say for the record, almost no one outside of America believes that. And the, the lessons of World War II that people learned uh, were something, were, were often incorrect because it looks like people adopted democracy because it was made more sense, it's more moral, I agree with that. But I think a lot of the world adopted democracy because they ended up healthier, wealthier, safer, better educated, the products worked better, you had international trade. And if you do not focus on those things, people are gonna be like, screw democracy, I want those things. And, um, and that's why I'm very focused, we're very focused on things that make institutions run better, work better. By the way, work doesn't mean taking out terrorists without data protection. It means solving both problems. Delivering PPE, delivering masks, delivering vi vaccines while protecting data, while making sure it's actually fair and just, it doesn't go just to the wealthy, that you can actually have a transparent system. And why are we focused on that? Because I believe that actual creation of value is actually what underscores and underpins democracy. And without that dialectic, you at the end will have no democracy. But most people disagree with that, especially in America. I think, you think uh, we are too intellectual and we don't know much about marketing. Is, the, is that mm. the main problem? No, are I'm not. Too no, perfectionist, no, perhaps? You're, well, again, as an admirer of Swiss mm. culture, you're, you're, you're doing exactly what I'm saying you shouldn't do. No, it's not that you're too intellectual. It's like there's a difference between doing art and doing science. Wissenschaft und Kunst. You are a social scientist or a scientist. Uh, I like economics. It's very valuable. But the kind of person that does economics well and the kind of person who, who, who builds, who writes music well, at core, subconsciously, you have similar brains. But it's not actually the same. And like, if we, I hired you to write Bach number two, you probably wouldn't do as well as the person who can do that. Uh, you know, if you took Schoenberg and said, be an economist, you'd probably be a pretty crappy economist. <laughs> if I told you to write atonal music and make it beautiful, you. <laughs> It's like, and, and, and I don't, I think this is, it's just the wrong, it's the fascia ansatz. And if you have, it, it, it just like in anything, if you have the false, if you have the wrong assumptions, you build the wrong thing. And, uh, okay, let me give you a different, let me put it this way. People think, you know, um, that it's like bug, we have this bug feature thing. It is actually a massive feature for Silicon Valley that we've convinced the world it's pure IQ. Because then somebody who's also got very, high pure IQ will say my pure IQ is better than your pure IQ. But in fact, it's IQ times creativity and it's much more like art 
than science. And the scale function is much more like art even because what do I, what do I actually do for a living? I manage the most obnoxious, difficult people you've ever met. Talk to Courtney. He's here. It, Courtney and I have ongoing battles of varying degrees over, I don't know how many years we've been doing this. Like, people ask in America, why do you cross-country ski? Why do you do Tai Chi? Why do you do other things? And they're like, they think I'm doing it for fun. No, I'm doing it to get the energy to uh, deal with the assault of Courtney. Because if I want something to happen, I've got to manage essentially what is an artist. Uh, it's interesting what you say. We have here uh, the chief of staff of the ETH, I think, uh, the president of the ETH. Um, what can government do in this? Is, is, the, is, the, is government in the equation or is, is government destroying creati creativity? Well, I, wouldn't, I would focus on what can the Swiss government do because mm -hmm. the problem that larger, say, larger European governments have is that they're too large and, and then too many advisors in the room. Like, I've, I mean, without saying who, I've met nearly every political leader I I through our work. But honestly, I'm always surprised they want to meet me. But any case... And, they, and mostly, I've been telling them what I think they should do, but then, of course, they talk to their advisor who wrote a paper at Motel 6 about tech, and they know what they're talking about, and they get a billion-dollar budget, and then it creates a lobby, and they're, you know, why talk to batshit crazy carp? Um, and I tell them, you have a diaspora, or you have diaspora near people. Get them to come, get them to talk, get them to come here, Put them together with your political leaders and have the political leaders in a closed room say, what will it take within reason? Obviously, you're not going to get like a 50-year tax break or some crazy thing. What would it take for you to move back here and start doing companies or live here part of the year or do something like that? Instead of what happens with big governments is they start spending. And the problem with spending is you get a lobby with the spending. And you get 5,000 consultants who have know about as much about tech as I know about being an economist or less, because I know I'm not an economist, uh, and uh, and they will they create they have all sorts of ideas that where you pay the price, but they're not these aren't kind Träger der Verantwortung und gar kein Künstler, and you need to get them and they will they will in private tell you look I need I want I'm interested in these three things I'm not interested in this this is what it would take this is why I'm not coming back, and you get them and you get them to invest not just the money. It, it's like everyone believes it's about the money. Tech is not about money. If you have an idea in this world that is actually good enough and you're convincing enough, you will find enough money to finance it. it the problem is actually it's, ch it's not chicken and egg in tech. It's idea, execution team, money follows. Uh, Alex, you're losing us. At least me a little bit. I know Piaget. Uh, I, I know the watches of Piaget. So, so. And of course, he was in Geneva, in Geneva yeah, as yeah. well as the. Any case, you asked the question. In Geneva. You know, no, but, uh, why were you turned to the Germanic well, culture? I, well, I'm getting, to, I'm getting to it. Are you getting I'm to getting it? To I'm getting to sorry. Getting to, You're to, developing. To, uh, well, I'm trying to exp You ask a question, you right. get an answer. Right. <laughs> uh, you, you know, you're the Swiss guy, apparently. <laughs> but in any case, um, uh, uh, and then uh, classically in German, you had you had you to make it you you were you had an oblique relationship to subject object and so really no German philosopher of first rate is actually interested in that whether it's Luhmann Heidegger Marx Kant uh, and I was very attracted to those kind of philosophies and their shortcomings and that's why I was interested in Freud and and more of the negative kind of negative philosophers including Heidegger and to, to a lesser extent Nietzsche. Um, 
the reason why you end up, there's always this thing, why do you go and why do you stay? And I think in every relationship, when you, if you join a company, you join, uh, you, you know, why would someone like you join the NSAT set? There's reasons why you went, reasons why I read the NSAT set over other, over other papers. But then that's often, I think, not the right question. The question is, why did you stay? Like, why did you meet someone and go out with them is different than why did you stay with them for a long time? And they're, they're very different. Uh, and they, people, especially inexperienced people, conflate those two. Um, I stayed with the proximity uh, to um, first to Frankfurt and then moved steadily south because uh, there clearly was some kind of cultural überlieferung, alt alemannische Kultur, that very much speaks to me and where I feel very comfortable. And I, I, it's like, you know, people it, productively, it's interesting, you go pound here culture to culture, or me personally, culture to culture, I'm viewed very differently in French, uh, mm-hmm. Switzerland, Germany, and America. And one of the things I revere about America is America, m- many people view me as batshit crazy and in America, and you know what? They are like, that batshit crazy guy delivers. We like him or love him. And I have a great reverence for that. Uh, in, in, uh, in these cultures, I, I'm just more like, you know, I kind of like, you know, the fact that I like to cross-country ski and do Tai Chi and I have my own opinion and I'm unlikely to change. I could be, you know, that, that sounds like you. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's not that, it's, it's not that uh, eigenartig. Uh, and uh, I, 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 I like that, and I get along, I mean, obviously not with every person from this region, but I get along. So there's like a personal element, and that's why I stayed. And then there's a business element. Our business, partly probably because I'm, you know, comfortable, and, you know, like we have, you know, I built the business in France in French, although my French is not like my German but or English, but mm-hmm. it's good enough to get important business off the ground and have friends. And... Um, and, you know, then the business gets bigger and bigger. And, you know, there's like a, is that a Wechselwirkung, as we used to say in Altsoziologen. And that gets positive, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, positive, uh, you know, entrenched and entrenched and entrenched. And that's how you end up at the Swiss American Freundschaftverein. <laughs> 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 that's American like, Swiss Foundation, excellent. 